Hello and welcome to Crossside Chat, our weekly live stream post-session discussion where we talk about what just happened during D&D. This is the chat for session 11. I had the wrong thumbnail, but I just now updated it. It is session 11. Uh, so if you've not watched that session yet, please go do that now because there will be spoiler talk. I am DM Eric, and joining me this week is a unique grouping of Val Robbins player Chris. Hello. And Celeste player Rochelle. Hello. I know. I was going to say, like, I don't know. I'm, do you have to have like, the same like thing on YouTube where you have like layouts for different groups of us? Oh, yeah. You probably don't have this one. I can do it. <laughs> I, I've gotten pretty good at it. I will say that. <laughs> I've gotten very, very good at swapping things around. On the fly. Yeah. I've got so many scenes. Literally, they're labeled like plus Rochelle, zero Raymond or something, you know, and three cameras, <laughs> but this way and four cameras that way. So I can like swap between all of these. I've yeah. gotten pretty slick at it because I have, yes, I have to be like the show producer to make sure. Okay, camera five's on this person. Camera four is here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, you guys definitely didn't make it as far as I thought you would, but I again, I've had this du- whole dungeon, which is it's not a very big dungeon, but still, I you know, I've had the rooms planned. That was actually kind of that was actually kind of surprising to me right off the bat when we got in there and we started going north and we immediately hit like the edge of the map. I was like, oh, okay, this yeah. is like this is not a big area. Like it's like maybe. No. A- Two or three rooms. Yeah, it's it's annoying because it's 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 the map scale, and you can tell if you can see how the square. I put you guys back on the map. Um, is was one was one square equals ten feet the way the map was designed, which means if I left it as is, it would have been that thing where your tokens are super tiny and you have to like zoom in, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. like smaller. So yeah. I was like, fuck that. So I took the map and I blew it up to twice the size, which is why it looks like this, which is better, but it has this weird illusion of like the map looks huge, but it's technically not that big because it's all the one square equals, you know, subdivided and all that crap. Right. That's why you got the like 10 foot bigger squares yes. and the smaller squares inside of them. I see. Exactly. Because yeah. that's how it would normally look with those big ass ones. Right. Yeah, so I think this was the better solution ultimately, but yeah, I, I, I think to, so. I yeah, redo... Anytime you can get away, yeah, you can even get away from that ten foot square maps. You, yeah, you should. They're, they're not good. And this one didn't need to be. I mean, it's not that you know, it's a freaking dwarf out. It's like a giant's you know thing, and it's mm-hmm. annoying anyway. Um, I liked that. Um, which the two of them aren't here, but uh, how they pacified the zombie at first because I, I did purposefully not want to throw everybody into initiative right then. I was like, let's give them a chance to see how they're going to yeah. react to having a, a giant zombie in a cage. And sure enough, they could uh, essentially, at least temporarily, pacify it. Which, that's a weirdly specific, like, character, like, foible of Celeste that she takes trophies. It's true. And... Happens to have that grisly stuff. Happens to have that... grisly you mean, trophies? You mean Frey. Frey. Oh, what, what did I say? Did I say Celeste? You said Celeste. Wow, which I haven't. He hasn't done that in a while. Every, <laughs> I haven't done that since campaign. my own campaign. I know. Every single campaign yep. you mix up the Why girls. Why do I do that? Jesus. Because we're girls, and apparently we all look the same to you. <laughs> <laughs> this this is uh, not the first time Chris has done this. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, he is working on it, though. He is improving I himself. I, I didn't do it in War for the Lost Plane, right? I, I, I did it a lot. I'm pretty sure you did. Uh, maybe I did it once or twice, but I remember, I, remember my, I had a real problem in Stormtrooper. You had a real problem. 
had a real problem there. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't remember, if those, remember if those names were close or what it was. But yes, yes. anyway. Uh, yeah. So I I got lost. Uh, so um, sorry. They passed by. She yes. the tokens, like the. Yeah. Because yes, because she had the grizzly trophies and it happens to be food that a zombie would appreciate. So it's like that works perfectly. So yeah, you can do that. Um thankfully Thimbleweed cast that spell at the end of last session, so I could hurriedly come up with like, oh shit, now I have to I forget oh, yeah. every time I put a fucking random animal on the map, I have to be prepared for that animal to speak <laughs> 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 and, and have dialogue. That's right. Yeah, it's a lot of improv. There was, uh, one of my favorite video game series, Divinity Original Sin, has oh, yeah. uh, random animals. And one of the perks you can take when you level up is called Pet Pal, which allows you to universally talk with animals. And bless those developers, they made it so every single animal you is like an NPC you can talk to. Yeah. Some of them have quests, like it's a whole thing. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, I had to come up with like, all right, what kind of information would the goats know? Yeah. Which he will do it every time. <laughs> it's just he will know. Yeah. And that's a tricky thing because you can talk to them, but they still have their own intelligence. So they're not like you can just gather all this intel from them technically. But I also want to make it worth, you know, spending a spell slot. So yeah. you try to give some information if you can. <laughs> um, but obviously them being in a cage, they don't really know like the lay of the area or anything. Um, but you guys basically went straight to the boss room, which, you know, the way the dungeon is designed, that's perfectly fine. Because uh, yeah, it is kind of a straight shot. Like it's a front door, and then if you go straight from the front door, yeah, that leads you straight north. Yep, that's true. Um, you guys had three paths you could go in, basically from here. So obviously, it's one of those where I just had to prep everything, so I didn't know where you were yeah. going to go. And you guys uh, essentially went up to the boss, which does have a very funny. You know, I was thinking about changing this whole the way this trap worked, but then I realized on the map they fucking put this lever on the map. <laughs> so I was like. All right, we'll just leave it like it is. Because <laughs> I was thinking, all right, pressure plate would be a better trap because you walk, you know, maybe the door grabs some special way of getting past it. So as soon as somebody steps on it, like, oh, you trigger the thing, and it goes like that. But, like, all right, Does let's it, leave it at the lever. Tell me what the purpose of that is. Because I, I couldn't so, figure out, like, is that, like, for him to hide behind if he knows we're coming? What's supposed to happen, yeah. So, obviously, there's a big difference in this dungeon if you... If you have alerted the Dwergar versus you you stealthed your way inside, which you guys stealthed. Yeah. So if you alert the Dwergar, basically he comes out and stands by the lever, which he could be invisible, which is the interesting thing. Um, um, and then as soon as somebody walks in there, he pulls the lever and traps. And then oh, he's on the other side of this, of this okay. barrier that he can then, like, you know, shoot people or do whatever. And essentially creates, like, this, yeah, barrier and possibly damages somebody in the process. Yeah, but that's a like several things have to happen to make that right be able to happen. It's not the sexiest trap design. I mean, it's not supposed to be this big. You know, your guys are level three. It's not a huge, complicated. This isn't the tomb of uh, the nine <laughs> gods kind of a thing you're, you're running yeah. into right now. Um, but I was so pleased when I sort of got to have the trap get triggered because you guys, which is really funny if you just put a lever in a fucking room and just sit back and watch the PCs just lose their shit about what this <laughs> lever does. <laughs> that is so I, I, I think that, you know, you really need to design a dungeon where the lever does nothing. It's mm. like that one random light switch in your house that you're just like, <laughs> what is this? Is this doing something? <laughs> what, what am I doing right now? The, the, yeah. the best one, if you recall... The entrance to that mega dungeon at the end of Tomb of Annihilation, when you walk in, the doors close, um, and there's a lever on the other and, and the, there's a lever on the other side of the door that's closed, and this timer starts ticking down. 
and Mannix ran up and pulled the lever, which triggered the trap. The floor falls out, you all fall into spikes. What you're supposed to do is not pull the lever for 10 seconds, and then the doors open and the trap finishes. It's a fucking amazing, like, saw-type trap, because who can resist pulling the lever when the timer's (laughs) ticking? You got, like, a a timer, and you were doing the numbers, too. You were like, 10, 9, and you were, like, counting us down. (laughs) So it was like, yeah, of course you pull the lever. lever. (laughs) Spoilers, I guess, for uh, Two Annihilation, by the way. Um, right. but this reminded me of that where you guys were like, oh shit, but what about the lever? Like, what do we do with the lever? Is it going to be the zombie ogre? Is it going to be the door? What's going on here? Yep. <laughs> and I love the fact that like, you were kind of like right there at the spot. I was like, all right, well, yeah, you pull the lever. I'm going to try it. Yeah. What's happening? I'm going to bail. Which that's, a, yeah, you take, you take some damage and then you become restrained, which that wouldn't have, the restraint probably wouldn't have mattered. Um, because the. The, you just pull it immediately. Yeah, the Dwerger again. was, as soon as he starts hearing that happening, he basically goes invisible. Okay. Yeah, which, fuck, I totally would have had him go invisible and escape, but Reese had the brilliant idea of just casting fairy fire in the room yep. right away, which lights yep. him up. It was a very quick succession of things where, like, we open the door, we realize, oh, right, they can go invisible, and Reese immediately was like, all right, I blast fairy fire yeah. right in front of me. Which I think I forgot his advantage when I rolled that save. I remembered from then on, but I don't. I'd have to check back in the chat, but I do think I actually forgot to roll his advantage. You, I I don't think you rolled it for us. I think you kept it private. Oh, you're right. I did. That's probably why I I forgot because I did it the special yeah. way. Yeah, because normally I would just click the button. Uh, there's a chance he probably would have failed anyway. They have a plus zero on decks. Oh yeah. Uh, so that turned into a fight, and he was the boss. He basically was a Dwerger with max hit points, but you guys, he rolled so bad initiative, and you guys were just laying into him, because he's just one dude. Um, yeah. I gave him all those special attacks. He had all those, like, jar grenades and Potions. stuff. Yeah, yeah, which a lot of that is, I'm, I can't talk about it too much, because you guys haven't finished exploring the dungeon, and obviously he teased, you know, experiments and stuff going on. But uh, this was kind of the tease for that, as you found his, like, alchemical lab, where he's creating all these mushroom spores and things like how is he doing that where is that coming from you have yet to see that but right um, i like giving essentially you picked up on it there are grenades <laughs> yes as, yeah little, uh, little effects grenades yeah. yeah as consumables one of them is actually a melee thing you have to like open it up and like shove it in their face but oh yeah it's a grenade um so i felt a little bit bad about my boss but you guys had obviously done a pretty good job of stealthing up until that opportunity and then I thought, okay, well, now that they've triggered the trap, they're making noise, like, he's just going to go invisible, and he'll escape that way, and then then we would cast Furry Fire, so I was like, well, I'm, I'm fucked, but the players did a good job of, of making that happen. And then, Frey... <laughs> uh, Which, I, I think we all kind of took it as this, like, like, you know how sometimes we almost do things as, a, as jokes that yes. are, like, kind of half jokes, half real, yeah. you know? Which is why I kind of like, have to, like, say occasionally, like, okay, so are you going to, you know, I have to kind of push sometimes. Are you really doing this? Yeah, are you really doing this? And she's like, yes, yes. Like, okay. You throw him at the ogre zombie. Um, And you guys didn't know this, but they, they well, I, I, I kind of teased that with the with the goats and said, like. You did. We should have we known. In yeah. hindsight. Yeah. Normally zombies are pretty feral, but this one is actually supposed to be literally like browbeaten and like controlled I, I essentially the goats, by the Dwerger. The goats literally referred to it as a pet, didn't yes. they? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we, we should have we should have thought about that, but we were like, yeah, we just weren't thinking about it. Yeah. Which I did love your suggestion that you were like, let's keep him alive and send him back to that. I was like, that's that's cool. I can work with that as a DM. That's a really neat thing to do. 
And then, but then uh, I think Reese argued like, no, we shouldn't leave that one alive. Like we should go. And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, they're all making good points. But as a DM, it's always fun to have uh, recurring villains and have yeah. you know people pop up again for sure. Uh, which is why I got the chance anyway here. Yeah. Which a lot of it, what we did. it was a, it was a totally like random sequence of events. Cause I'm thinking, all right, they've made a lot of noise. Um, you know, and, and especially once you throw the, the boss at the ogre zombie cage and he rolled high enough an initiative where like he could go and yell and trigger the zombie. And I'm like, I'm going to bring, uh, essentially reinforcements nearby into this fight. And that ended up being the big fight of this yeah. uh, dungeon from what you can tell. You had already basically taken the boss out of it, so I didn't like re-enter him in the fight. He was still just in runaway mode. I mean, he saw one HP, right? So yes. he wasn't gonna be able to do. A whole and he lot. was like bound, yeah. But it, they, enough rounds passed. Where I was like, all right, he is going yeah. to escape in this fight, and he's gonna be able to do that because uh, hilariously, all these other guys stood around for a long time. You killed one Dwerger really fast, and the other one hung around for a long time. Guess I would like the two of you to guess how many hit points this ogre zombie has. Ooh. I gotta 40? say, like, yeah, I, I was gonna say sixty. It's gotta be, it's gotta be higher. Well, sometimes we were doing like ten around, and I feel like we hit them at least five or six times. Okay, yeah, sixty-ish. Yeah, that's where, that's where, that's what would be my guess. You're lowballing it. Oh really? <laughs> we do a lot more. This chonky boy had eighty hit points. Wow. Uh, all right. Yeah. We kept we kept hitting them, and I feel like every player did a round like twelve yeah. or so. Like so, because I mean, like my attack specifically, it's like four bludgeoning damage. Just yeah, like, it just right. keeps you adding. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it adds up though. I mean, everybody, and the thing is, he's got an AC of eight. You know, he's still a zombie, so he's that weird. Like you're hitting all the time, but it's just he's such a beefy tank. And he's yeah. kind of the opposite of what makes a DM monster fun. You you want those guys that aren't going to stick around a long time, but they do a lot of damage. And this guy, he only has one attack. If he connects, he can do a lot of damage, which he he did do a couple times. I feel like but otherwise I feel like he just in, tanks. In, in terms of like what you just said, in terms of like the, that balance of what makes it fun, I feel like if he, if it was two zombies, it wouldn't have been that fun. Yeah, because the, there were two different ones that had two different parameters. One with high AC that That's true. probably had less life, and and then one like just you know meat sponge. Yeah, if it was a bunch of zombies, it'd be like, all right, we're just dealing a lot of damage here. We're, we're just dealing we'll damage. Down. We're just yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought it was, uh, I mean, Frey, she took a lot of damage, but she, that was a good way of like, oh, Rage, like, she would have died without Rage, because Rage yes. makes her resistant to all normal attacks, basically, so she takes half damage yeah. from all of those big, like, 17 and 16 and 14 damage. This is how, I, this, I, I love that we have a Barbarian, finally, in one of our yeah. campaigns, because this is a very unique class, and that, like, you just, you're not designed to, like, defend against the damage you're designed to eat the damage, eat the damage. and it's just like all right that's a, it's very interesting and she did yeah they were, there was a situation where these guys couldn't really flank or get past and the zombie didn't obviously have any tactics involved mm -hmm. at some point i was like i could try to run around run, run away with this one dwergar but i already established that they were already invisible and they can only well i guess i'll go ahead and say they can only do that like once per rest or something and yeah, um, yeah, I figure, like, he's yeah. going to, he'll cover the boss. Like, the boss is the one that's going to escape, and he'll give his life up. Uh, yeah. And so they'll fight to the death. And plus, him and Frey were whispering to each other. <laughs> it was a pretty great <laughs> fight with them. That was funny. So, that was funny. at one point, Frey was surrounded by both of them, and they both had one hit point left. 
wow. <laughs> now, granted, the ogre zombie goes down to one for undead fortitude, so he was there for a while. But literally, whenever she did 15 damage to him, he had 16 hit points left. And usually I fudge it, but I was like, I'm not fucking fudging this. There's no fudging here. <laughs> you're going to have to kill every one of this guy's hit points. Right. Uh, but yeah, that just ended up being one big fight that kind of took up um, a, a lot longer than I thought, but obviously because just a shit ton of hit points on these guys. Yep. Yeah, big guys. It, it was, it, it is odd that we did kill one immediately. Yes. Like, because they have the same, I don't know if one had more HP than the other one, but they I, did have similar they, stats. I, I always roll for hit points, and it gets pretty funny on the range that some of these guys can have. Like, it's... You know, the, the more hit point pool they have, you can roll like really bad or really well, and it's it's yeah. random. That way, you can't really meta and be like, oh, this I know these guys have about twenty hit points or something. Like it could be one of them's got twelve hit points, and one's got like thirty. You know, so it can change. Right. That was a scenario where one had more than the other, but it was funny that one got killed like almost immediately, and the other one hung around for a lot longer. Yeah. But uh, I got to tease more of my Dwerger super plots <laughs> with the boss, yes. which is always fun. Yes. Which I think I think we I, I I was kind of like zeroing in on what you were saying last session too. I think it was last session that like like the the, the ultimate like what do you call it nuclear option is the is a dragon that they've got apparently somewhere I don't know. But this this like you know turning everybody into spore zombies is another wrinkle in the whole thing. So yeah, I wanted to tease um, the overarching Dwarger plot, but I also wanted to tease what's going on right here at the outpost. And that was kind of the goal between the, yeah, we yeah, talked about the the spore servants and the fungus and all that. And a lot of this is, um, there was like just brief mentions of this in the book. And then I ran with that and really like, okay, he's got, you know, alchemist supplies set up. He's making these jars and he can throw them at him as, as an action and all this. Oh, yeah. He wasn't meant to be a big boss. Like I didn't give legendary actions or anything like that. Um but it's it would have been more interesting had he been like available in this fight. You know, you guys triggered the fight earlier, and then he's sitting back there like hurling, you know, acid jars or stings and all that. If we, if we had gotten caught between the two different yeah. things, of him behind us throwing jars through the gates or something, yeah, that would have been really bad. Yeah, so you guys did the right call by at least taking out like you know a very powerful unit, uh, even though hilariously and joyfully he got to escape, which I am. <laughs> Very pleased with having this possible recurring villain <laughs> in right. my neck and call. <laughs> and Stan is right. We did split the damage between those two last guys pretty effectively. Yeah. Like, like uh, I think Thimbleweed and Edmund were really focused on the zombie. Yep. And right, Celeste, too. Uh, like, a yeah, lot of people three. were attacking the zombie, and then specifically Frey was locked on was to the... trying to the, lock onto the dwarf. And, the Werger, yeah. yeah. Yep. It, yes, that may, that does make it a little bit more uh, dynamic because yeah. we're not just focus firing and powering them down. I kind of thought you guys might finish this uh, dungeon with this session, but now thinking about how long just this fight types, so I'm like, okay, well, uh, maybe they'll finish it next time. Like, I wonder how much we got left because I did burn through a lot of shit this it's session. Not a whole lot, but yeah, you guys <laughs> did go through. Uh, I know Frey would probably vote for a short. Like, none of you took damage except for Frey took a bunch of damage. Yes, yeah. Yes, he's coming back. I, I genuinely can't wait for five or wherever it is where I get my bardic inspiration back on a short rest. Yeah, because you can really throw that just, shit around it, all the time. It just feels natural for me to use it constantly, and I'm like, oh, wait, but now i got to wait for a whole long rest. That's true. 
it's been a pretty good cadence though where you guys can do this these missions and then long rest and then do a big mission and do a long rest yeah um so yeah you can generally kind of feel like okay how far are we in this dungeon because you know you're probably gonna get a long rest after this mission yeah. And yes, I do plan on getting you guys to level up after this one. I feel like that's been a pretty good amount of time. Mm. This one's actually taking a little bit longer than I thought it would. But I figure, you know, two missions between three and four, and it was the mountain was one, and then this is the second one. Okay. Nice. Look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> to go back on one of the UTs, what was your plan for the goats? That's, <laughs> that's why I'm here. I want to know about the goats. Oh, well, I just thought it'd be really funny if if something bad happened and somebody was, if you guys had gotten in a really bad way, um, and I threw more guys at you or something, and then, and it was getting really nasty, and somebody called out, or maybe not, and I just felt like doing it. I would have the goats like just emerge and just do something like knock somebody down or do you know because they do have little attacks and have yeah. them just come back as a funny like uh, that would be awesome, avenging. especially after like. They were freed. Yes. They were liberated. <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, it, it might require, like, Reese to, like, ham- like, like, go save me. <laughs> so, you know? <laughs> like, have him call out for them or something. Save your liberator. Yeah. I'm always willing to play around with that because that's pretty fun. I, I forgot about that. I did love that. That was so funny. The fact that um, the two goats came out and I immediately thought, oh, this is this is a, a joke we can make. The fact that two of them yeah, went right. in and two goats two come goats. out. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what has happened to you, friends? <laughs> right. <laughs> Glad we got that to play with funny. that. I, I, we, we, I, we have to see more goats at this point. I feel like, I, I, feel like goats are your new like recurring NPC. I feel like it, yeah, just looking at like, yeah, I have to look for it now. It's funny that those two missions had back-to-back goats, and both times, <laughs> uh, Thimbleweed has immediately wanted to chat it up with the goat. So I'm gonna have to put goats everywhere now. It's just, it should be like just a weird thing with Thimbleweed. Wherever yeah. he goes, there are just, just a goat just somewhere. Goats. It's a font of information. At the edge of the world, there's a goat that has information. That's right. Tell me. All right, anything else about session 11 at this Dwegar outpost? Is it nice to be able to do a, a dungeon crawl? Like a- oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this felt like a like a real like traditional like dungeon crawl dungeon crawl where yeah. we had to like okay which room do we want to go in yeah mm-hmm. yeah I remember you thinking uh, you you told me after the mine uh, or no after the mountain you said okay that was an interesting thing but I wouldn't want to do that again where you're just like going through like okay now you go well, here it's not now you a go row there. yeah yeah, yeah. The, the linear dungeon kind of idea yeah. yeah and I knew this one was coming up next so I thought this was going to be a good uh a good another one to throw at you guys. Yeah. Which, because these kinds of, like, very open-ended, like, well, how do you want to handle this kind of dungeons lead to those things that, like, you're talking about, where we all stare at a lever for ten minutes. God, I love them. Those <laughs> moments are so funny. Because as a DM, you, you don't even think about it. He's like, all right, there's lever here, and you just start moving around on this yeah. stuff. And then that becomes, like, the focus oh for the God. players. And what do we do with the lever? Just agonize about it. <laughs> like, this is so fun. Yeah, every other room should just have, like, a room with nothing but three levers, and everybody just loses their mind about, oh, no, what do we do? All right. Um, I think that is going to do it for Cross-Eyed Chats this week. Uh, Thank you to everyone for joining us. Thank you to Chris and Rochelle, and I am Eric, and thank you to all the fans for watching, and we're going to see you next week. Bye.